Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday the 11th of October and as usual with all the information contained in this podcast there's general advice only so please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well we had another positive night on the US market. That's three in a row. Well, the Dow Jones up 135 points, or 0.4 of a percent, 33,739. It was neg- never negative for the night. Up 294 points was the high. So well off those highs, but still 135 points to the good. NASDAQ up 0.58%, 79 points. And once again, the S&P 500 in the middle for Diddle up 0.52%, 23 points to 43.58 with the VIX volatility index, as you would expect, down 3.8%, 17.02. Our SPY futures for our market showing positive 30 points, up 30 points, 0.4 of a percent, 71.02. We had a good day yesterday, of course, up 70-odd points with resources doing very well yesterday, even without the iron ore stocks really uh, chiming in. So we did see a big short squeeze in the lithium space as well, very oversold sector, and Insto money returning to the market yesterday. Uh, volumes much, much better yesterday, over $7.2 billion worth of trade. So we have seen uh, a lot more Insto participation. There were 97 blocks, according to one source I read, worth $918 million. Uh, Insto's coming back in uh, and Insto's selling some origin apparently as they rallied to the highest level in five years as the ACCC agreed to that deal. So a little bit more participation. Of course, we do have a lot of cash on the sidelines at the moment. I'm sure many members will have a similar problem bearing in mind that a lot of the dividends that went X in September are being paid into bank accounts at the moment. So a lot of cash sitting around waiting uh, for something to do with it. Of course, with uh, 4.5% rates, uh, that isn't a pressing problem, as it uh, certainly is earning a decent return sitting in cash. But uh, it can come to the market quite quickly, and we did see that pick up in volume yesterday. Looking at uh, US bonds, of course, it is all about the bonds at the moment. The flight to safety continues after the massive bond sell-off that we saw with yields rising close to the, on the 10 years to nearly 5%. We are back down to 4.649. That is a big, big move. And it is widely thought in some circles that the 10-year and 2-year and US bond rates have been doing the Fed's job for them. And the Fed thus will not need to raise rates in their next meeting. 4.649 for US 10s. US 2 years falling 12.6 basis points. 4.955. The Aussie 10-year down to 4.44. That has come down quite a lot as well. So we are seeing that big rally in bonds and a big fall on the converse side in those yields. Bitcoin also fell away, down 0.8 of a percent. The Aussie dollar rallying 64.28 and the US dollar under some pressure, uh, down 0.3 of a percent. But there is safe haven buying happening in the bonds, of course, with the Israeli and Hamas conflict uh, pushing people into safer assets, safe haven assets. Looking at stocks overseas, NVIDIA were up 1.2%, AMD up 1.9%. 
Netflix uh, down 3.3. Meta, the artist formerly known as Facebook, up 1.1. Tesla, up 1.5. Amazon, it is prime uh, selling at the moment. The big prime days on at the moment. Amazon up 1%. Alphabetic Spaghetti down 0.2. Microsoft down 0.4. Apple down 0.3. US banks a little firmer, but not carried away. Bank of America up 2.7%. Goldman Sachs up 0.7%. Morgan Stanley up 03 We saw used to be smart. UBS up 1.5% in Europe. Deutsche up 2.8%. Barclays up 3.1%. Going like a train in Europe. Also in the US, the S&P small cap index gained just over a percent and the Russell 2000 doing well as well, doing uh, around a percent too. PepsiCo, interesting their results. There was some potential there for disappointment given the talk we've seen on Zempec and the effects that the weight loss drug has on the sales of fast food. We saw Walmart come out recently and talk about slight effects and slight changes to shoppers' habits. Uh, PepsiCo seeing none of that. Uh, Better than expected third quarter results. Shares were up 1.9%. So uh, certainly no sign of that in uh, PepsiCo. Talking of uh, Ozempic, ResMed up 2.6% in US trade. CBA up 0.9%, which is pretty much in line with what happened yesterday. Of course, we are heading into US reporting season, and that's going to be the focal point, maybe taking some of the focus on the macro factors that are at play at the moment on the geopolitical front, but uh, that is all kicking off in the next week or so. We also, as usual, got some Fed heads out and about. We had the Atlanta Fed President Bostic saying the Fed doesn't need to raise rates any further. And Vice Chair Jefferson and Dallas President Logan noted that the recent run-up in bond yields might reduce the need for further interest rate hikes. Similarly, I guess, doesn't mean that if bond yields come off significantly and we do see that buying of bonds and yields falling, does that mean that the Fed will have to raise rates? Interesting. All right, well, looking at commodities last night, it was a bit of a sick and sorry picture, despite the fact there were rumours, once again, of more stimulus coming out of China. We had Brent crude down 0.6% of a percent, 48 cents to $87.59. WTI down 60 cents or 0.7 of a percent, 85.84. The gold price failing to kick on, 1860.1 down a buck or 0.05%. Platinum down half a percent. LME metals were quite weak. Some disappointment perhaps in that China isn't doing more. We saw LME copper down 0.56, nickel down 0.9, aluminium down 1%, zinc down 1.2, lead down 1.2, and ton down 1.4%. Looking at our mining stocks overseas, BHP and Rio both better. BHP up 1.5%, Rio up 2%. Other miners, Glencore up 3.4, Vale up 0.6, Arbamal, good night for Arbamal, 4.1% higher, and Livent. Of course, tied up with that merger up 7.1%. That merger, of course, with Alchem. Sigma Lithium unchanged and US and UK oil stocks pretty much unchanged. Shell up half a percent there. All right, looking at some local news today. Some big news out for Qantas. Richard Goider is to retire prior to the AGM in late 2024. Really? 2024. Just hanging on to the gravy as long as he can. 
but uh, at least that is a step in the right direction, I guess. Sirar Resources, as well, has achieved full operations of solar and battery hybrid systems at Ballamer. Bank of Queensland results out this morning. NPAT, 124 million. Market was going for 152. Statutory revenue was 1.76 billion. Markets seem to be going for around that on average 1.76. The range was 1.59 to 1.85. Final dividend, 21 cents, fully franked. Uh, Develop Global has reported a 40% increase in resource at Woodlawn. It's paving the way for a 10-year-plus mine life. Also seen Argosy Minerals providing an update on its Rincon project. Uh, work is progressing. Uh, performance testing work is being conducted. Pre-development works progressing for the 10,000 tonnes per annum operations expansion there. Boss Energy has commenced mining operations at Honeymoon. It is on track for first production in December quarter. Boss Energy, one of the big winners uh, from the uranium boom recently. So that is of interest to those people playing at home in the uranium space. In some broker moves just coming out, we've got IGO upgraded to a buy from Overweight at Jardins. Having a look at IGO today in uh, Henry's take as well. Uh, has been sold off a lot. Big, big short position in that. Stock and in many others in the resource space at the moment. Pilbara now above 12%. In other news, we also saw Gina upping her stake in Liontown yet again. And she now has a significant, to say the least, blocking stake in Liontown. She has 404.3 million shares or 18.36%. Now, the due diligence period that Arbamile have is due to expire. This is the exclusive due diligence that they have. is due to expire in not the distant future. The last update we saw was on the 11th of September. So it is certainly uh, very much an issue that that will expire. And uh, Arbamile is not the only cab on the rank as far as corporate action goes, of course, in Liontown at the moment. So that'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. Another news this morning, TPG Telecom and Vocus are continuing their discussions about uh, that infrastructure sale of the fibre network that TPG is trying to make to Vocus. Goldman Sachs has upgraded AWC and Linus. Linus upgraded to a buy from neutral target increase to $7.40 from $6.50 and Illumina Upgraded to a neutral from a sell target, decreased, however, to $1.10 from $1.15. I'm not sure, having had a sell recommendation, you can go to neutral. Doesn't that mean that you therefore have a buy recommendation because you've already sold it? Just a little bit more, finally, on the Bank of Queensland numbers, those profit numbers down 70%. It has cut that final dividend by $0.03 cents to $0.21. Cents. Has not been a good year for the Bank of Queensland. Uh, the uh, CEO said, we have a strong conviction in our strategy and a clear roadmap in place to deliver a stronger, simpler, digitally enabled low-cost bank. 
with exceptional customer experience. They do seem to be a long way from that. On the base metal falls last night, very much the problem being China. Yet again, Country Garden, the focus there, a major developer in China, warned that it may not be able to meet repayments. Interestingly as well, it is LME week in London at the moment. Big, big uh, week for uh, London Metal Exchange people. Uh, lots of dinners, lots of drinks, lots of presentations and a conference going on at the moment. Other news, Judo Bank looks to get ahead of APRA with first ever hybrid deal. It plans to raise capital with uh, a hybrid bond, a tier one hybrid bond. And the RBA looks like it's going to get powers to regulate Apple and Google payments if the Albanese government gets its way. Iron ore under a little bit of pressure at the moment, maybe those Chinese woes spreading and certainly base metals under a little bit of pressure in London. Finally, just some news from Telstra and a few other stocks. Telstra Group to acquire technology consultancy firm Versent for $267.5 million. IAG has uh, their AGM today. They've repeated their FY24 guidance, uh, gross written premium low double-digit growth and reported insurance margins 135 to 15.5%. And activist investors have urged Whitehaven Coal shareholders to vote against the remuneration plan. Well, that's it from me today. Big news of the day is, uh, of course, Richard Goida, although that's not happening for some time to come. But it will all be about bonds again today. And we'll see if the market can hold that 30-point spy rise that we saw overnight. U.S. markets positive but off highs. And, of course, uh, we are seeing a little bit more insto involvement in our market at the moment. Volumes picking up, which is not a bad thing. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And as always, may the trading gods be with you.